This podcast is sponsored by Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cribs Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. podcast my name is patch and for new listeners this is the regular show uh this podcast started about eight years ago now and counting and in the last three four years has actually grown two extra shows both bristol city related one's called robin's review where we do a post-match reaction to every game and the other one's called robin's reunited where we get two ex-players back to to talk about old times stories what it was like back in the day which uh they've both gone down really well and uh the podcast has grown from there but we still do the regular show on about a monthly basis now um and we've got a returning guest with us today um and it's nick butter nick how are you thank you very much for having me on again patch i'm very well thank you yes it's been good. far well, too long I'm very well yeah, well, we'll come on. We'll come into your man flu in a minute, but yeah. um, uh, yeah, it's been blimey. I'd say three years since you've been on the podcast, and just to give a bit of a backstory, um, so I worked with Nick uh probably about seven or eight years ago now, maybe seven oh. years ago, and oh, uh, we're both yeah. both project managers in the finance sector, and he hands me a dossier, a little document with a with a harebrained idea to run a marathon in every country in the world and uh yeah seven years later he's not only done that 196 countries but uh he's done ultra marathons and now he's an author goes around schools he's run the coast of britain and uh yeah he's uh still still in his um running gear now by the looks of it yeah living my gear pretty much now just uh smelly running gear to the next mate yeah there isn't uh there isn't much change but yeah i think that's a fair summary of uh of everything that's gone on running has taken over working life which i which was the plan exactly. so all is yeah successful. i think that was always the plan wasn't it it was uh yeah have a fallback in case it didn't work um but yeah it, you've you've obviously excelled mate and uh yeah very proud very proud of what you've gone on to achieve money you've raised uh um beyond that as well into into lots of different charity works and concerns and things like that but just uh since we last caught up nick um how's life treating you still living in a van yeah still in the van uh what's what's gone on then so i mean had you asked me how long it's been since we'd seen each other i would have probably said I don't know, ten six, months, six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, not not that long, but gosh, it's a long time. Um, yeah, a few years. So when I saw you last, was in the you service station, Britain, you? <laughs> service station towards towards the end of Run Britain. So that was yeah. two marathons a day, running the coast of Britain, which ended up being one hundred and twenty eight days long, so a little mm. longer than we anticipated through some injuries and things, but. But we did that, got the record for that, wrote a book about it, run Britain. Uh, and I, I honestly, I don't really remember much that we said to each other because I was so knackered. <laughs> um, I was I was doing 12 hour days, eating and eating and eating at every possible opportunity uh, and being 
very gratefully navigated around the coast by our very good friend Andy, um, mm. who's my right hand man on the mission. And that honestly, that trip was, I, I think, well, definitely physically the hardest thing I've ever done. But one of the frustrating things about Run Britain was it was the most difficult by far, and yet it doesn't sound the most difficult. That's the frustrating thing. Yeah. Um, because there's so, no, so little comprehension of double marathons a day for four months, you know. Mm. Yeah. Now, obviously, the the run in the world one nine six, the actual marathon running itself was probably the easy part. The difficult part was getting into some of these countries, getting out of some of these countries, and having the right paperwork to do it. Absolutely. The the, the logistics on running the world, which to recap was a marathon in every country over six hundred and seventy four days, but that's the real crux of it. Really, is I did one hundred and ninety six marathons in 674 days with run britain i did 200 marathons <laughs> in 128 days yeah so that's the scale it's probably about five or six times harder and sometimes um, you were doing and, more marathons than that in a day to make up for a day when you couldn't yeah. run because you were physically yes, exhausted. Exactly. yeah that was another thing that um we <laughs> did we weren't planning on doing but uh but we did and so so the physicality was quite difficult and there's also an element of uh you know, I love to travel. I love to be all over the place. And having just come out of lockdown, um, it was it was fundamentally very special to be free and to be running with people. And obviously, it was in in line with uh, launching my my charity and raising some money for that, uh, the One Nine Six Foundation, which has gone on to do great things and is continuing to grow. Um, but it was a very special time around Britain. I bonded with Andy even more. We went through a, we're through hell together to get that mission done. It was juggling sponsors. It was, you know, my fourth or fifth big thing that I'd done. Uh, and the team was great. The whole vibe of an expedition was, I think, the best I've ever had. Um, and I, I miss it. Um, I don't miss the pain, though. So I'm no, quite I'm happy sure. to be at the other end of that. Well, before we come on to what you're up to next, um, as I said at the start, you are touring the country, going to schools. You came to my kids' school only yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and quite typically, it's next to my house, and I was in work, so we didn't actually <laughs> see each other. Uh, so that was typical. But um, you must really enjoy that because you know the, the reports I've had back and the things that the, yeah. the kids have come away inspired to to set up their own challenges learn more about the world and things like that that must be something to to really you know be proud of yes exactly and not only am i proud of it but i i absolutely thoroughly enjoy every speaking event obviously i speak in theaters and in businesses and bookshops running clubs etc but schools are special because kids are untouched with the cynicism of life and that wonderful outlook and you get some marvelous questions and actually some very thought out thought-provoking questions from kids that you don't get from adults uh and i every time i go to a new school there's always a moment where i genuinely have a, a good giggle with somebody or <laughs> it makes me think about something i hadn't thought about for a while we go through the animals i saw we learn about the, the planet we learn about the people within the planet, cultures, religions, race, language, you know, I don't get much time to go into detail, but there's a flavor of that. And so that's one side of it. But the other part of it is, is I fundamentally, I, I think that schools need more of that kind of uh, stuff. And what I mean by that is not just teaching about the world, but having a non-teacher mm. come in 
and speak to kids because kids often only interact with parents or friends of parents and teachers. And if you can get a complete stranger in that is then trusted by the fact that they're in the room and share some knowledge, it's, I think I think kids listen more. I think kids go, hang on a minute, we've not had this kind of person. So so that's that, I think schools need to do that more. Yeah, it's a really good point that you raised there of, of having an outsider come in. I remember primary school and some of the memories that I've got are often when we had an external person come in. I, Me too. I rem- remember vividly, obviously, and you know I'm a big Bristol City fan, but a Bristol City player came in and it was like, Oh my God, you know, like yeah. some, some, someone different, not only someone different, but someone that I watch play football. Um, but yeah, those now I haven't thought of that until you, you said yeah. that, but those moments do stick out. And if they are getting too comfortable or whatever with the teacher and uh, and yeah. things like that, it just someone else just to, to, to get another but synapse often, of the brain going. Often, often, I mean, I don't have kids yet. But and I know you do. I I think that most kids have a lot of authority figures in their life. They have teachers, they have friends of family, they have family, they have parents, mm. they have siblings. But very often you need somebody that doesn't isn't trying to tell them off or tell them what to do, but just to share some stories and impart some life. Um so that's that's part of it as well. And you know, I don't I don't have much time to go into detail to talk about a, a two year trip and the, the life that led me to that mission, but um some little snippets and some stories and to show them some pictures of gruesome feet and scary moments and things that they remember as well is uh is always a good touching point well and the fact that you've done these amazing things you've got plenty of stories to tell off the back of it this is something that um you know you can do corporates and teach it uh, go to schools and beyond I, i remember at some point in the last few years we were trying to even do an exhibition of all of some of your some of your equipment some of your well, photos and things like that is something you still want to do at some yeah, point yeah that's still in the pipeline yeah and we've got the so i've been kind of holding fire with the the photo book so i wanted to do the exhibition in line with the the photo book to have a place for several weeks or months where all of my <laughs> call it memorabilia uh, all of my souvenirs from all over the place and it's not just little trinkets there's some really lovely heartfelt things and a few schools have sent me massive booklets with lots of lovely notes in. I've got trophies, I've got statues, all sorts of stuff from all over the world. So it would be lovely to 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 try and get some kids involved in seeing all of that, um, along with the launch of the photo book. But when my time is a little bit more available, I will I will get <laughs> to that. Okay, well let's cr- cross off that list then. Why 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 are you so busy at the moment, <laughs> Nick? What's keeping you busy at the moment? <laughs> Why am I so busy now? So I, I suppose of what we've just talked about with my life of planning a mission, running a mission, writing a book, speaking about it, um, that kind of side of life. There's lots of time behind the laptop in, involved in there with finding sponsors and all that sort of stuff and interviews, etc. all of which I love. Uh, and I've now kind of split my life in two. So that is on one side, all of that stuff. And then the other side is going to be run weekends, which is my new retreat business adventures two three four five night retreats uh anywhere in the world led by me and this is something that is kind of been born out of not or what can i do to make money it's what can i do that ticks the boxes that i tried to tick when i left the corporate world and that i can have as a, as a sustainable thing long term when my my knees and ankles and mind gives way 
uh, I would like to do this. And so, you know, getting a little older and not wanting to stop expeditions but to take people away. So run weekends is is that. Um, we have 12 to 15, I think now, bookable retreats anywhere from two or three nights staying in lovely bell tents in Wales to five five-star hotel six nights in Dubai um, various different distances various different activities but with one central theme that is all about inclusivity and accessibility to to the retreats and what I mean by that is if you're a couch to 5k person or a runner that's discovered running during COVID and you you don't particularly want to go and travel to another country to run a race but you are interested in traveling and running then this is an opportunity for groups of people there's no more than 16 people per trip um led by me and a couple of a couple of my team and uh it's just an opportunity to have fun no medal no timing chip no race just run and enjoy where we are i mean it sounds amazing and we've all seen netflix documentaries about retreats and things like that and the various things that go on the schedule so Tell me a little bit more about the weekend. Obviously, there will be running involved in some capacity, but mm. is there more sitting down and having talks and conversations, motivation? What does the sort of yeah. the format of it look like? Yeah, so each weekend will have a theme. So some weekends will be very relaxed and reflection focused, where we'll be doing things like creative writing and some pottery or poetry or um, yoga, meditation, the classic kind of retreat style activities. But then the other end of the spectrum is in Dubai, we'll be doing things that you won't usually do at home. So we'll be yeah, doing things that you don't do stuff. in Cornwall. <laughs> in Cornwall, exactly. <laughs> do things that you do in the desert in the Middle East um, and discovering different cultures and all that sort of stuff. You know, Wales will be doing some sea kayaking. Dorset, we've got some wild foraging where we forage for our food and then a chef comes and prepares on meals and that sort of stuff. So um, there's there's a big range, but the, the themes will vary, but they'll have the backbone of very, you know what I'm like, just very informal, Do be there and, and do it for the love of doing it. You know, you're not trying to get a medal. You're not trying to reach a, reach a finish line, really. We'll just get up, enjoy the day, follow the very relaxed itinerary. And there'll be generally two to three, sometimes four or five runs per weekend, varying distances and they are all optional so if you want to bring along a partner um, that doesn't run there will be enough stuff to be doing and to enjoy that isn't running so there's a, a little balance there and in all honesty we will figure it out as we go along but so far um i i'm pretty confident that what we're offering is what people are wanting um because i do and i've heard it a million times yeah so the first one is the 29th of September in Cornwall, running all yeah. the way uh, through to Kosovo, Dorset, Dubai, Barcelona, Santiago, the Dolomites. Where's the Dolomites? Italian Alps. So Dolomites okay. mountain range. You're, you'll recognize the the pictures. Beautiful, okay. beautiful mountain ranges. Yeah. So running up into into next year. So last, yeah, running up into yeah. the, October next year. So plenty going on there if you want to find out more you can go to www.runweekends.com um but uh yeah it sounds like you've got that thought out and people uh starting to register yeah absolutely well absolutely we've we've sold out of uh cornwall september already we've got wow. a half half full of wales next year we've got three or four for dubai we're, we're pretty we're filling up 
um, and I'm really pleased with it. And we're adding new places. We're adding places like uh, Corfu, the Pyrenees. Uh, we have Turkmenistan, Tonga, and would you believe it, North Korea coming up as well. Um, okay. So using my using my contacts from running the world to to infiltrate. Well, maybe I shouldn't use the word infiltrate when I'm talking about North Korea. Uh, access, <laughs> access access countries other other than uh, <laughs> countries that you wouldn't usually be able to access. Well, I mean, uh, there there probably will be people that will want to do that who want themselves to tick off doing a marathon mm. in every country in the world. And yeah, absolutely. you know, I know how hard it was for you to get in there, but yeah. obviously, you know, now you've done it, it. People might be using this as a bit of a right. Let's let's get in and get that one ticked off. Um, yeah. and do it with hope you so. hope so yeah exactly i'm all for it and uh there's a lot of countries out there so we're not going to run out of those no so how many marathons are you up to these days i know you're probably well over a thousand now yeah what am i up to 1019 i think and okay. we've got a couple more coming up yeah yeah and that, is that something that you're doing on a how, how are you managing in, uh on a daily basis are you just just keeping it ticking over or are you sort of doing it as and when you're building up to one yes so a little bit of both so I'm building up to say for example like the Corfu run weekend that's going to be running north to south of Corfu over five days and so I need to go and recce that uh, it's not a horrendous distance but it's pretty hilly so there'll be a couple of marathons uh in there um I've also been asked to go over and run the Sydney marathon as part of that that company um so there'll be a few there but generally speaking i'm running in the mornings early um i then take the dog out in the evenings and do a, a shorter run and then once a week i'll do a longer run just to keep my my long legs in because the runners will know that you can't just tick over the eight ten miles a day you've got to you've got to do some decent miles every now and then um so once a week i try to do that usually what every 10 days i'll do a, a marathon plus um just tick those over so I know you're preparing for run weekends and obviously you're keeping fit so that you're able to do that. But um, you've written two books now. Is there going to be a, a third book on the horizon? Well, three, actually, Patch. There, there's three already. Um, is there? Fourth is on the horizon. What have I, I missed? Know. Well, you've missed... Uh, run in the world. Me. Run Britain. Uh, on the run is uh, a book. Oh, that's that's uh, about you, different... um, uh, your previous life as a bank robber, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish I could write a book like that. Um, now, On the Run is with a different publisher, Gestalten, um, and it was uh, a book, uh, advice guide oh, okay. to various different beautiful places around the world. So there's quite a lot of my photography in that book and reviewing various places, and I wrote it in conjunction with them um shortly after running the world but it's uh lesser lesser known because my other books have taken priority but um i am in the midst of writing uh the fourth uh which is all about my journey to a hundred thousand miles so okay. this book is a little bit more reflective it goes into to talk all, all about sorts of different things and some bits will be very technical running wise some bits will be about travel some bits will be very personal some bits will be about the philosophy of of me and how that's evolved and you know going telling the story in a bit more detail of going from a, a shy dyslexic quite you know grew up in the country boy kind of uh, grew up in the countryside country boy kind of thing all the way to 
working with you and others and skiing and sport and accessing sponsors and then world records and everything that led to that um just yeah just just mapping the journey from from zero miles up to a hundred thousand miles i refuse to believe that you were ever shy uh when was this oh, i was <laughs> i was crippled i was cripplingly shy wow um, to the to the yeah to the point um to the point that i wouldn't i wouldn't play um and it was all i think it all stemmed from when i was very young when i couldn't walk properly because i had a, you know my, my feet used to turn inwards close right. to 90 degrees um and also being dyslexic and i think also just taking in the world at a different pace mm-hmm. uh, i was very shy up until probably 13 14 wow. um okay. uh, is that when that... you got into skiing at that point more exactly so? Uh, exactly so, so sport when i joke sport you know saved my life and made me who i am but it really did and it opened up a whole other avenue which is another another topic of conversation why i think sport in schools is is fundamental on so many levels because it gives the non-academics or not even you know you can be academic but have other other aspects of your life that are not as let's say clean normal neat tidy whatever you want to say um and sport is a great a great way to escape into it um discover stuff about yourself and the sports but also learn things like teamwork and how you behave in a situation that isn't just school um so yeah sport sport's a big big part of that and that's what i hope will be a little bit of the backbone of the book will be talking about how sport and running has has been my my navigation in life so much going on then in your in your life in your world at the moment and you mentioned the word escape there so i wonder how do you escape from this 24 7 is there an escape <laughs> have you got something that you, that you can yeah. entertain yourself <laughs> yes i um i think i think habit and routine is my escape to be honest i've i've, I've got better and better as the years go on and i'm still improving at having a routine and learning that that routine doesn't mean rigidity so i think sometimes when people say oh you must have a habit you must have a routine you must have to have that discipline people think you you know it's you eat the same meals every day you get up at the same time every day and to a certain extent that's correct but i like to go through kind of phases of routines so have three or four months where i'm say i'm not eating chocolate i'm not eating crisps you know i haven't you know as you well know i haven't had booze for what seven eight years um long I, think I was there time. that day you you were that day <laughs> last the last the last day yeah, I, I made it count didn't I? the, the um, pictures will stay on my phone forever <laughs> um, you were there that day the good day i gave that up um but yeah so have have some rigidity in the in the plan but also have the flexibility to step away from it sometimes so at the moment in the evenings i have a, a sauna uh for 20 minutes i have 20 minutes swimming uh and then i have get my little candle on my incense and I write my diary and that is at the moment and has been for a good couple of years now my my routine in the day and I only need an hour and a half at the end of a day to sort things out and then begin to just empty my thoughts to go to bed Um, and don't get me wrong as I'm sure everyone experiences you immediately wake up and go into the stressful work to do things to do. You know, I've got over a hundred unread WhatsApps on my phone all the time. Um, but I've learned just to things will come to the surface as and when they're ready. And the good old phrase that my mum has always said, um, things are unfolding as they should. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying not to put too much stress on things and just let the days be the days. 
so we know you don't drink anymore, but is there, there's got to be something, there's got to be some vice of yours mm. that, uh, I like uh, crack cocaine and heroin. No. <laughs> you heard it no, here first, no. everyone. <laughs> um, no, I I have. I think my vice is is work. If I'm honest, I think my vice is getting stuck into work and as as horrible as it sounds, uh, being on my own, <laughs> Shut, shutting shutting people out and just having that alone time. And that's why swimming. And being in the sauna is good. You can only get a couple of people in the sauna, and you you're always swimming on your own. You can't chat. You can't think. So, being, so how, how, living living out of a van like you do because you're here, there, mm. and everywhere. Is it just with the sauna? Is it some? It, you go to different places, or you know wherever you are. Well, or? because I remember being in the van doesn't necessarily mean I have to be here, here, there, and everywhere. Um, it just means that. But you're based. Um, you base yourself somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I base myself outside, um, outside the the spa area um, mm. in Cornwall. I have the beach one side and the spa the other side, uh, mm. and it's a it's a very popular place where I've met a lot of brilliant friends of mine in Cornwall that I run with. We will chat in the sauna for ten minutes, and we'll have our then peaceful moments. It's very, it's quite a nice environment. It's not like the pub where okay. you just chat and drink and and talk rubbish. You end up actually just having some some decent people and some calm time um so yeah uh, and then when i'm not there um i use the sea as my my escape in the evening so i'll go and swim in the sea brilliant love that uh right so one of the one of the segments that we have on the podcast is recommendations now i don't know if you watch any tv or netflix <laughs> these days i know we used to share a passion for alan partridge and is there anything oh, new? Is there anything you've you've watched recently? Is it more documentaries? What yes. do you what do you watch? Mostly documentaries. Same as same as what I listen to. I like to listen to a lot of books, and they're mostly um, nonfiction. Uh, whether I'm trying to learn something, like when I was running around Britain, reading lots of or listening to lots of books about mm. history of Britain and that sort of stuff. Um, but documentaries, the one that's I've, I've watched quite recently, uh, which really stood out, was the Mark Cavendish documentary on Netflix. Um, Mark Cavendish, as people will probably know, one of the greatest cycling sprinters in the world, mm. um, Tour de France. Um, I won't spoil the documentary, but it's a it's a brilliant documentary. And the reason I love it is it brings to life the dedication and mindset that you need to have as an elite athlete. And I don't put myself in Mark Cavendish's bucket of elite athletes by any, absolutely nowhere near but I still understand that you've got to go all in to achieve something. And that's what, what Mark's done. Um, and similarly, it, 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 it brings me on to other marks that I can think of that inspire me and have supported me. Mark Beaumont being another one who's say, also yeah. a brilliant cyclist. Um, and he's continuing to help me as a, my unofficial mentor. I only had a call with him the other day. If anyone's listening and haven't heard of Mark, Mark Beaumont, you need to Google him. He's got multiple books, documentaries, various things cycled around the world in 80 days. <laughs> He's a, a true gent and a brilliant man and a great athlete. So both those marks are my recommendations. Yeah, love that. Uh, okay, um, I'm just scrolling through your Instagram profile here, which is ever growing. So Nick Butter Run, all one word, 68,000 followers now flying mm. um and on there as well you've got your running retreat more information about for example what happens in the lakes you've got uh the details yeah. of the dates um and more information so you want to be heading over to nick butter run on instagram and 
social media and keeping that up to date um so obviously i was helping you with that during your 196 on a daily basis which was a challenge but how do you i mean how do you how do you do that now is it just literally have you got set time so you do a post every morning a post every evening or is it as and when how i know you're quite yeah. pla- quite planned unlike I'm me a, who's very I'm unplanned. A planner, yes <laughs> i'm a planner exactly um i every sunday um we schedule the week um so we have a scheduling tool we write and plan what what goes out um that's on the run weekends channels and on the foundations channels um the 196 foundation socials um and then both managed by two different people that are working with me now my own channels are much more ad hoc because i try to there's so much that's going on speaking events and traveling for various things I used to try and put everything on there to tell the story of what I was doing. And now I just don't have the time. Yeah. So I, I put on there what, what I feel is a good representation of what I'm up to. Yeah, no, makes sense. Good stuff. Um, well, Nick, um, it's been, it's been great to catch up. We uh, will have to meet in person at some point in the near future. And I can't believe it's a... been that long. I know, I know, it. I know exactly. Um, actually it's a mutual friend of ours birthday today, Mr. Borgie. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yes, yes you might want to text good. him. I, it is today. <laughs> is it? Is it the? It is the tenth. I didn't think it was the tenth. Yeah, it flies by, doesn't it? Absolutely flies by. It will soon be Christmas. He's Dan, if Danny, if you're listening, he's getting old. He's getting old, <laughs> old man now. We'll yeah, like, his age. How old are you, age. Nick? Now, how old are you? Let's talk about your age. My, very old. No, not as old as you. I am. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm 34 in 16 days. 34 in 16 days. Okay, 26th of 26. August is your birthday. I'm sure that remember to drop you a note and say happy birthday. But uh, yeah, it's been great to catch up, mate. And um, all the very best with these run weekends. It's a really, really interesting concept. I hope that people take advantage of it and that uh, it's a big success. And, and I shall wait to see how the pro how mm. how it's all progressing and and then the next thing i'm sure you've probably yeah. even already thought of that but you <laughs> put that under your hat for now <laughs> yeah there's loads of stuff in the pipeline it's there must be know, so I much like you want to do there must be so much it, you want to the, do there's like a that's list the problem. i was i was speaking to somebody about this the other day the 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 kind of fantastic thing of having this brain that wants to do loads of stuff and and just continually go after things but then also i'd love to be the the little old lady in a shop that's been there for, for 40 years and hasn't and doesn't have any you know, completely content <laughs> i would love to wake up one morning and go i would love to do yeah. um but no i'm very i'm very lucky and very fortunate and i mustn't take it for granted but we all do from time to time um waking up and being stressed with with things but i like to i like to be busy as you know yeah well i've just been on a two-week cruise and they had lots of guest speakers on there and i thought right when Nick's mm-hmm. winding down a bit more and he's not wanting to run marathons here, there and everywhere, even even now, you know, it, they do like Trek the Deck and a marathon on a cruise yeah. ship and all of that sort of stuff. I think that would be a, an ideal thing for you to do as well. Well, you know what? I've done a lot of things, but I've never done a cruise patch. Oh, um, wow. Not in my, well, not in my living memory when I was very, very small, what we did as a family. Um, but but I haven't. No, I mean. I wonder if um, I wonder if anyone's ever done a. Well, he must have done a marathon on a cruise ship, because there's a, there's always a deck that you go round it like seven times, and it's a mile. There are, yeah, there are definitely. I've I've heard of people doing um, 
there's a few people that have spent a lot of time on cruise ships, a lot of their life on a cruise ship, whether it be working or 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 playing. And uh, I, I can't remember. I'm desperately trying to remember his name. There's definitely somebody I know who's done a lot of marathons on cruise ships. So I won't be the first, but I'll take it on. Another question. Has anyone ever done a marathon in space? Uh, yes. Because... Simpique. Oh, did he? Oh, right, on a treadmill. Yeah. Yeah, because I just saw Virgin Atlantic launches its first successful successful space flight for tourists today. Um, Oh, really? Today? Yeah, Yeah, that's just uh, just happened. So We should have got that for Danny's birthday, really, shouldn't we? Well, yeah. I mean, you can fund that, I'm sure, with all your your spare (laughs) sponsorship money. All of my spare money. (laughs) (laughs) I might just about be able to get him the the day's Wi-Fi connection to buy the ticket. That's about it. Um, Anyway. Brilliant. Love that. Right, Nick, mate. So uh, so good to catch up. Thanks for coming uh, back on. And uh, as I say, hopefully uh, everything is, goes as smoothly as it can for you. Yeah, but I know likewise. you've got all the tools you need to be able to deal with anything that gets thrown at you. Um, Thank as you, clearly, As a... clearly detailed in all of your three books so far. <laughs> Thank you. It's been <laughs> a pleasure, right, mate. Um, yeah, really lovely to chat. Yep. Take care. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to follow us over on Twitter at 3PIAPC. And we'll be back soon. Take care. I'm drifting along. It's a one way road. Just like the tumbleweed or a standing stone. Far away from the city call. I find myself.
I'm drowning in a whiskey pool I'm turning into a whiskey fool